the Wallop Roundup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the February 2024 edition of Wallop Roundup. My name is Kyle Joseph, and I am joined, as always, by Rylan Turner. Rylan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm excited to to do our February show. This one's fun because we got the Royal Rumble to talk about. We are talking Royal Rumble, and joining us on this show, we have a guest. It is Mad Dog Mick Holly. Mick, how are you doing? Uh, I can't uh, complain. We just had a fantastic night of wrestling viewership, and. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into it at some point. We sure were. But before we do that, we're going to get through some of the news stories that happened in this month of wrestling. There was a lot going yeah. on. You I'll, I'll mention I, you went away, away for a week, Kyle, and the news just poured in. Yeah, I'll mention it because I think it's worth mentioning in terms of news. Uh, Kazuchika Okada appears to be done with New Japan, but yes. I don't think we have too much news to report on that because we haven't figured out where he's going yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll, well get to that when we get there. It wasn't the Royal Rumble, because that was one of my uh, guesses in our pool that I slaughtered. <laughs> but we do have a few other stories that we want to get to. The first story among these, I'm not going to spend too much time with this. Vince McMahon is out of WWE, the corporation of uh, the TKO parent company. He has resigned his position because he is garbage, and we don't need to deal with him anymore. My position on him at this point is that we might give him a 10-second mention when he dies on the show. And at that point, that is going to be it for him in terms of his contributions to wrestling as far as I'm concerned. You guys have anything else to add? Nope. I think uh, we, we talked about it very briefly uh, when we got breaking news of it, and it was basically just saying he does not deserve to be covered any more than he's already going to be covered. You know, uh, we want to look at the bright sides and the positives of wrestling, which uh, with everything else that happened this week, it should have been a great week for WWE. And it just kind of overshadowed it with, uh, you know, yet another scandal that, uh, you know, we just hope uh, we just hope that the victim gets what, uh, you know, everything that uh, she could possibly get. Yeah, absolutely. And last thing I sort of want to mention on this, if you are still out on social media supporting Vince McMahon, you need to learn how to be a better human because you clearly haven't human right to this point. Right. Agreed. Moving on. Uh, speaking of news with TKO, apparently The Rock is now a board member of the TKO group. Seems to be more involved in this organization going forward. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? Um, how long is it going to be before the XFL slash whatever the other football league that he's combined with joins up with this unit? Look, The Rock is this is very in line with the business that he's done in the past. He is he's got a history rooted in pro wrestling. Um, he enjoys mixed martial arts. He's a savvy businessman like this makes all the sense in the world for The Rock. I did find it funny that on the day this was announced that his daughter became the NXT general manager. The youngest ever general manager <laughs> in WWE history. We got the first appearance of William Regal just to, to, to promote her. I just want to know what Shawn Michaels did to lose this job. Cause well, like Shawn Michaels is the booker. He's never been the, he has never been the uh, GM of NXT. They've never given him that title. It's similar to Triple H. He was never the GM of NXT. He would just have to show up when everything went wrong. It's fair. It's fair. You know what, though? What gets me? We went all this time missing William Regal, and he didn't even come back in time to say war games. 
I I would love him to get to say war games again. Just bring him back. Like, bring him back to Survivor Series. You better watch your ass, Missy, or else you'll be in war games. So the last piece of news that we want to cover, and it is a huge piece of news. Netflix starting in 2025 is going to be the new home of Raw, not only in the US, but in all of North America and in the UK. This is a huge deal. Five billion dollars over the course of the next 10 years. Now, there is a clause in the contract that WWE or Netflix could leave after five years. But yes. why? Why? The Netflix, Netflix also has the option to extend this for another 10. Exactly. So you, you're talking 20 years, potentially, of WWE content on Netflix. And not only that, Kyle, we're talking the, the, the U.S. rights deal is just for Raw. So in the United States, just Raw is going to be on Netflix. And I'm sure the network content will... Um, eventually get there uh, once their Peacock deal is up. But in Canada, this is Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the network content, the documentaries, everything. Goes on Netflix as of January 2025. How excited are you to cancel the network? <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I am excited to cancel the network. I imagine it's going to be, I don't believe they get the broadcast rights in Canada to SmackDown and NXT, I believe Rogers is still holding those broadcasting rights. That deal ends 2024, my friend. Oh, interesting. All right, then. Uh, so, yeah, Netflix, it's interesting because Netflix, to this point, has had a few minor forays into live television, but this is the first really big one that they've done, and they've taken a huge swing on this. Right. Now, from... You know, everything that we've seen to this point with the Peacock deal and with everything that's been going on with NBC, with Fox to that same degree, everyone seemed relatively happy getting their slice of WWE. The numbers seemed to be relatively good. Like, I think Fox was happy with the numbers. Their biggest thing was they were trying to use it to drive um, viewership to Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. And I don't think that ever kind of materialized the way that they wanted it to. But with all these TV deals going up for WWE, it's it's big business. Wrestling is in that same category of live sports where people want to see it as it's happening and are willing to seek it out and bring viewership. I'm interested to see how this goes because Netflix is now probably going to have to be, at least cost-wise, on the hook for getting this show going, too. Oh, yeah, I fully expect that we're going to see a price hike in Netflix over the next year or so. I can't fucking wait. Now, but you know what? I will pay 20 to $25 a month if I'm getting all my wrestling in one spot. Like, I don't, that, that doesn't bother me so much. And the other big thing about this sort of the Netflix deal, I think, is are we going to be getting a, because Netflix has made a big push into sports documentaries. I think after Drive to Survive kind of took off, that has been basically every sport. There's one for quarterbacks, there's one for tennis, there's one for golf. Right. And Nick Khan made the comment on uh, a program this week talking about this deal where he said that is something that they are looking to do. So, like, and honestly, Kyle, I mean, me and you are big Drive to Survive guys. How cool would it be to have that as a pro wrestling documentary? 
And that's ultimately the question is because drive to survive. And that's, that's one of those things that is going to be very, very interesting to see how WWE wants to play this because drive to survive really peels the veneer of whatever the equivalent in driving to kayfabe is. Like you get to see, you know, the teams a little bit warts and all. I'm sure there's some stuff that they've cut out and for a number of different reasons, but is the WWE going to be willing to give that level of access to something that they don't have full control over? Obviously, the WWE docs, they have final editorial control over that. I imagine that if they're going to do a show with Netflix like that, that they will have some editorial control, but I'd be interested to see what ends up happening with it. Fair enough. I'll, if it's going to be anything like the 24s that they put, especially like... Uh like uh, Rollins' recovery and things like that, like in the last few years, they've done uh, like really good 24 documentaries. If Netflix can go in that same vein, I think it'd be awesome. That's all the news that we had, I believe. Rollins, do you have anything else, Rylan? Nope, I think that's it. All right, cool. Let's talk Rumble. Let's do it. It is Rumble season, and that means we get to talk about one of the favorite times of the year for the wrestling fan. This was an interesting show in terms of the fact that there were only four matches in the whole show. Take note, Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about it, though. Um, I didn't watch the pre-show as per usual. I mean, especially if they're not matches in the pre-show, I'm not going to be bothering. Was there anything? Did you guys watch the pre-show? Was there anything interesting that came it out was, of it? It was just the same old uh, going through the production stuff that they've done running up to the uh, to the event. And it's, they've been broadcast on several other areas before. So I don't think there's anything like brand, brand new on it that I really no, can no. help. I mean, aside from like whatever they threw at us this week with uh promo, like, did you see the Punk Cody promo from Raw? No. Oh, dude, awesome. dude, that might be the promo of the year. Like that was some great stuff from both guys. And that was that I think that was kind of what they were you know, sort of highlighting for the men's rumble going into it, obviously the two most likely guys to go over. Um, but other than that, like, no, like Mick said, it was pretty by the numbers. The promo basically, like, uh, if you want to like sum it up real quick, was that uh, CM Punk basically said that he was, he was more American dream than Cody Rhodes. We going up from his like upbringing and, you know, very blue collar fighting his way up to the top of the wrestling food chain. Whereas Cody was that, you know, next generation wrestler he came from a wrestling family and he was you know basically thrown into the spotlight and uh so punk kind of he's like, you know i'm more american dream than cody rhodes and cody had nothing to it and he's like well i'm more cm punk than cm punk because everything that he said in the pipe bomb cody went out and did and that was basically what the two th- promos were it was it was very well done all right good to know we will get into the women's royal rumble first that was the first match on the show they went right into it We'll go through this. I think we're going to do groups of five, and we'll talk about how each person sort of participated. First group of five, uh, first five entrants. Natalia was number one. Naomi, big surprise, coming back as number two entrant. Bailey, number three. Candice Lurie, number four. And another big surprise, Jordan Grace. Yeah. Coming over from TNA to wrestle at the in the Royal Rumble. I assume this is going to be a one-off appearance. but. I mean, we'll put Bailey, we'll put a pin in Bailey for the moment because I think we can discuss uh, her contributions to the show later. But two big surprise names in Naomi and Jordan Grace coming back to WWE. 
or coming to WWE in Jordan Grace's case for this showing. Naomi got a huge pop. The crowd, the crowd was fire tonight. Yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, interesting note on Jordan Grace. She did tweet after. Thank you, WWE Universe. This isn't the first you, or sorry, this isn't the last you've seen of at this is TNA. So exciting times in, in WWE. Like this is the second time they featured the TNA women's champion or they, sorry, they did note her as the knockouts champion. They didn't call they did. her the uh, impact women's champion. They refer to Naomi as a former knockouts champion. Yes. Huh? They, they talked about that during the match. Uh, I thought that was great. I think that any sort of interaction with WWE and TNA is great. There is a lot of guys on their roster that have that history with TNA. And if you can highlight that or even, you know, throw it on Netflix, whatever, I don't think that's a bad thing. Honestly, that, is, that roster is plum for uh, poppins to take over shows. Yes. To like, like that, that is kind of, I think, where you want to hit that is allow some of those wrestlers to come over and make your NXT up and comers look really good. Absolutely. I also think, too, that me and Mick were talking about this off air that, you know, we, we, we look back on 2001 with the invasion storyline. You could potentially do it right without Vince McMahon kind of trying to squash the talent of another company if you had TNA come in and sort of get one over on WWE in certain aspects. Like, these, there's a lot of guys in that company who have been wrestling for 20-plus years, and the, the average wrestling fan who's watching most of it knows these guys. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, uh, Eric Young, like Josh Alexander. These are guys who you can feature in a storyline like that and make it work. I think, I feel like an NXT move would be better. I feel like the an NXT invasion, just because you know that fan base is going to get excited for those people in a way that you can't necessarily guarantee that the uh, main roster fan base will. That's fair. Move on to the next set of five Indy Hartwell, number six, Asuka, number seven, Ivy Nile, number eight, Katana Chance, number nine, and Bianca Belair, number 10. Nothing too, too notable from this collection. It's cool to see, you know, Hartwell, Nile, Chance getting opportunities in the Rumble. They're now, you know, main roster competitors, and it's, you know, hopefully they're able to have bigger showings going forward. Niall and Grace actually had some really good uh, head-to-head stuff because they're both kind of like petite women that are incredibly muscular and strong. And they had some really good uh, spots feeding off of each other, which was pretty cool to see. We'll move to the next group. Unless, Riley, you have anything for this group? No, I, I, I agree with Mick. So the next group, as we get into the middle portion of this show... Kyrie Singh was 11, Tegan Knox was 12, Caden Carter 13, Chelsea Green 14, and Piper Niven 15. Chelsea Green was the low key MVP of the mid part of this rumble. She got fucked up. <laughs> they had some great exchanges with her, and her just sort of being ragdolled around by her own teammate by accident was the, the comedy, one of the comedy spots of this rumble. I think it was the, the better of the two for this particular rumble, but. Yeah, this was, uh, I, they had her, you know, immediately get eliminated last year, which was, you know, an interesting way of going about it. They've sort of built her character up to be, you know, what Chelsea Green has sort of become. I thought this was a really nice um, 
means of using her as an entertaining character in the middle of this rumble to keep something different going on in the rumble. Yeah. I guess is is this where we're going to talk about the Kyrie Sane spot? Oh yeah, well, I think we have to. Like, so number one, was it supposed to happen that way, or or did it? Did, was she not able to pull herself up? I I kind of feel like Oscar could have saved her, but I think that there was a bit of a, a maybe a fumble in this spot. But I don't think necessarily that she was supposed to get herself back in there. Bailey did play it off like I thought you guys had a plan. Yeah, I thought you guys had a plan. Um, and honestly, like, I'm not mad about it because it was a cool ass moment. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if it was botched because I feel as like I, said, I, I had it down. Like I thought the final four Kyrie was going to be part of that. And I mean, once everything played out at the end, you're like, okay, now nah, fine. I can see where Kyrie may, might not have fit in with that. It just looked very strange where it seemed like it was a really close save. And then it was just like, it was, then it was over. It was like, did they botch it or what? But it could, could have been cooler. Should have been cooler. The, the the meme that's come out of Kyrie Sane on the front of the train from the Spider Man movie has just lit lit me on fire. That I love that. So fast, so funny. Next group of five: Zia Lee, sixteen; Zelina Vega, seventeen; Maxine Dupree, eighteen; Nia Jax, nineteen; Shotzi, twenty. Lots to say about this group. I'll I'll start with this. I thought Zelina Vega had a very nice showing in the periods where she was able to get some offense in. I, Maxine Dupree doing the reverse worm was impressive, if nothing else. And, you know, again, it was strange. <laughs> I feel as if though she should have ended it with something else because it was like she did the reverse worm. And then she like got up and then did the elbow drop. I was like, man, what if why would she do like a backflip or something? Would have been cool. Yeah, I've, I think handstand, handstand knee drop or something. Who yeah, knows? All right. I don't know. Um, also, Nia Jax looks they looked very uh, in her element in a rumble. I think she she was still a monster. They had to give her the big spot where everyone ganged up on her, trying to throw her out, and then she super sand her way out of the dog pile. But like, I'm over that. Nia, man, and what was it? I can't remember who she ragged all out, but I was like, oh, might have been like Zia Lee or something. But she like, oh, she Zia got- Lee with her one one yeah. time a year appearance. <laughs> in WWE. Mm-hmm. See you next year. And it's just like, I was like, whoever she eliminated at the time, I was like, and that girl's injured. <laughs> Move to the next group. Becky Lynch, 21, Alba Fire, 22, Sheena Baszler, 23, Valhalla, 24, and... um you can't make your color that me uh me and yem 25 um i suppose we're going with um i thought becky was pretty good like well, becky did uh you know fine in this rumble i think she had some nice sort of uh showings with a few different people i was a little disappointed that shana baszler didn't get more yeah, i mean like i think that's the story of shana baszler though is that She's always one of those superstars that we all know has this uber talent. She had a great title run in NXT, but like, I don't think that she's viewed as highly on the main roster. And she's kind of in a position where she's there to make people look good. And she does a great job of doing that. But I, I mean, I, not, not to say that I disagree with you. I'm just, I, I, I didn't, when I saw Shayna Baszler come out, I, I wasn't thinking to myself, like, oh, she's going to do some damage. She, she's already tied for the record of most eliminations. And she, and she got a couple more tonight. Yeah. Um, where she, 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 I mean, she still looks strong without looking like superheroish. I just think they didn't do a whole lot with her. Um, but again, I mean, 
she she's in her forties too. Yeah. You know, is, is yeah. she going to go on less like a Roman Reigns bender or even like, you know, is she gonna do anything close to Becky Lynch or any of the other uh like four horse No way. But I don't know. I think I think they missed the boat on her last couple of years, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. They they had a couple opportunities, especially with, with Rhonda leaving. They had opportunities to really yeah. Yeah. big Shayna up and they just sort of dropped the ball on it. And it looked like they were going down that way when their tag team started having issues and then they just never pulled the trigger on it. They yeah. they had their terrible wrestler SummerSlam match yeah. and yeah. they just stuck her in another tag team with uh Zoe Stark. And which is fine. Yeah. But like what what's what's uh Sonny Deville's status right now? I think she's injured. Okay. I was yeah, gonna say I, I haven't seen her in a long ass time. Uh, she was hurt, yeah. Uh, last collection of five, Zoe Stark, 26, Roxanne Perez, 27, Jake Cargill, 28, Tiffany Stratton, 29, Liv Morgan, 30. A lot of great, like, a good collection in the last five. Got some surprises, got a nice injury return for Liv Morgan. Got Zoe Stark had a very nice showing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, of thing, those last five, that was that was a good collection of people to put this, in there. This this is the first year that they've had a women's Royal Rumble where they didn't rely on a shit ton of legends to fill out mm. that roster. Whereas I think last year was more disappointing because there wasn't as many NXT people coming in. We we're like, where the fuck are all the NXT people? But they had like half the roster was legends. It's like, why are they doing this shit? Right. So I think this year they actually put it through, and WWE just proved they have a stellar women's division and. Unlike some of their competitors, they're booking with their female rosters pretty, pretty not bad. We've got a lot of stories going into WrestleMania. We'll get into the uh, closing bit of this match. Final four, and this this did feel like a legitimate final four, though yes. I think the final three had a little bit more time. Final four, uh, Bailey, who had been there in there forever at that point. Jake Cargill, Tiffany Stratton, Liv Morgan were the final four. I saw all four of them got excellent showings in their own right. Tiffany Stratton, I think, was out fairly quickly when we got down to the final four itself. But we got a really good standoff in the final three. And Bailey, Cargill, Liv Morgan, I thought this was a very, very good little mini match for for the three of them. I thought everyone looked great and showed off their stuff really well. And I thought the story being told throughout the Rumble and at the end of the Rumble was led to an excellent finish. Uh, even though how late Cargill came out, I'm pretty sure this was still the longest time that Jade's been in a wrestling ring. And she did not look out of place. Not at all. She, I mean, the thing about the Royal Rumble is it really isn't a showcase for big spots. And we didn't get to see Jaded, which was too bad. But... She got the elimination on Nia, which I think was a huge deal. Yeah. Like that and was she, the she got Becky Lynch too. Yeah. She yeah, did. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's that's a huge showing for her in a sense that like she came in with no a WWE experience and she got to eliminate one of the biggest stars of the company and Nia Jax, who had a very good Royal Rumble, like somebody who eliminated multiple like six women. And, and Nia Jax also just won against Becky Lynch that's on right. regular yeah, TV. That's right. Right. So, uh, and uh, like as I'll say for like, um, like I wanted to touch on Tiffany Stratton. Um, one of the best. Uh, Jake Cargill, by the way, got uh, she didn't get Becky Lynch. She got Naomi. Did she? Naomi okay. got Becky Lynch. Um, Tiffany Stratton when she came in and just hit that swanton onto the women. Awesome, great spot, fantastic. I know we're I know we're a little bit past her now, but I did yeah. want to make note of that. Um, 
And I, I agree with you 100%. I thought the closing um, seg- or the, the closing uh, bit with the final three there was fantastic. I had Bailey to win. And man, at this point, Kyle, did I ever feel confident in my pool? So Bailey ends up getting the victory. She gets seven eliminations, plays a perfect hit and run game throughout the road. This was reminiscent of Flair in uh, 91, was it? 92, 92. 92. Um, had that same vibe. Where you had this, and also her jawing uh, back and forth at, um, oh God, I can never remember his name. I think Flair and, uh, was Michael Cole. Oh. Yeah, he was. He was number three. That's uh, nice. Jawing back and forth at uh, Michael Cole uh, throughout the night was a lot of fun. I'm so happy to see Bailey get this victory. Uh-huh. I think she fully deserved it. I think that WrestleMania showing with the fallout of her group is going to be fantastic. Yeah. How, how do you, uh, a question for both of you do you think bailey becomes the baby face or do you think eo becomes the baby face i think eo becomes the baby face i think like as much as i like baby face bailey she is doing such good heel work right now she came out very facey tonight though and she was she very facey in the press conference uh-huh very smiley very down to earth very by herself i think bailey's coming to a turn and she's uh, not going to be a hugger though She's not going to bring that character back. I think there's going to be a no. third evolution of her of her character. And and, and honestly, and I mean, like you've got Oscar, Kyrie Zane, and Io Sky. Like it, Dakota Kai, I know is a, also a part of the group, but we don't know what her her timeline is for her injury. I mean, mm. these three Japanese women could have hell of a stable together. They're just, yeah. it's going to be Mean Girls, man. It's going to be Japanese Mean Girl. That's and then Bailey's going to get cut out. I think that's what's going to happen. But Bailey's got to be the winner. They're gonna, I think they're going to tease it, and then she's going to be like, you know what, Eo, I'm, I'm taking your belt. Which is kind of yeah. cool, because they just put the tag team champions back on them. Yeah. So now you've yeah. got you've got the, uh, what, what the hell are they calling, just WWE Women's Champion? Yeah, Women's Tag so she, Champions. Well, they've got the Women's Tag Belts, and now they've got the Women's Champion, and they have the Royal Rumble winner all in their group. Yeah. Really? And the only girl that's got nothing right now, I suppose besides the Freebird, is Dakota Kai, and she's injured. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the three of them give them run as a heel stable you can take that add that act all the way to SummerSlam. oh yeah absolutely absolutely uh so and as much as again as much as i'd love to see bailey have that wrestlemania moment i feel like the play is still you know winning that match well that's what we were actually talking about that big picture because we're talking about okay there's so many long title reigns right now like they can't all get changed at wrestlemania like they're mm-hmm. not gonna do every single title strip so and I think that that that, that story with uh, between EO and Bailey, that one's probably a really good one to continue to push through for the you know past WrestleMania. So there might not be a title change there, but I think they're still going to do really well with uh, their their match. There's going to be a moment there for sure. All right, so that is the Women's Royal Rumble. I think overall, I thought this was a fantastic rumble. This this for me was the best women's rumble they've ever had. Agreed. They did not rely on Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, Mrs. Taker. They didn't rely on any of those people to come back and and try and you know add a little bit of star power or you know power from the past. I guess I thought that they highlighted the women's division great. I thought NXT had some great rep- representation, and it was for me like just front like start to finish like i was enthralled in this match and i thought that this was again the best women's rumble we've seen yet the only thing that i think could have made it better would have been a guest spot from aj lee yeah i mean that's fair that's fair goes to show though they've promoted a lot of people onto the main roster 
Indy Hartwell, Ivy Nile, Katana Chance, Caden Carter. They're, they're all main roster acts at this point. And Zoe Stark is a main roster act at this point. Yeah. And it goes to show that farm system they have in NXT is really producing some serious talent. And as much as people, and again, people want to knock WWE for the way that they, you know, build and grow their talent pool, at least for their women's division, they have it figured out. hundred percent. Yep. So maybe there's, there's two things I want to add to the rumble before we tie it off. The first, first my, my favorite spot of that rumble was the KOD on the outside apron. That looked like it really, really hurt. Yeah, Jordan Grace took that great. Ouch. And the uh the the the, the last thing is uh I can't remember. So <laughs> moving on, I guess. My one thing I wanted to add, the other one's gone. <laughs> uh just so that you get to feel a little bit worse about yourselves, Tiffany Stratton is twenty four and Rex Roxanne Perez is twenty two. Oh, all right. Move on. Move on. (laughs) We'll go to the other matches in this show. I think I'll say this before we, as we're going to get into the rest of this show, the thing I'm going to say about this is to me, based on how everything went, it's a shame that the women's rumble didn't go on last. Yeah, I agree. Because compared compared to the men's rumble, it was like night and day, man. The, The women's rumble was great. So we got the fatal four-way, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I thought the match was fine, but when Randy Orton's your work rate guy. Wow. Well, okay. Firstly, slow down with the AJ Styles hate. That's not again. I'm not hating on AJ Styles. They just really didn't let him do a whole heck of a lot. That's I I will say. Like this match started slow, but I feel like when they got to the point where these guys are starting to hit their signature moves, the crowd really bit on it. And like, there's not a guy in this match that's not over as all hell right now. That's Mm -hmm. one thing I will say is like, we can say what we want about the Roman Reigns era and how long he's had the title, but like he's getting booed out of the building and not a go away sense. He's getting booed out of the building because people are hoping and praying that they're there the night that he loses that title. And as much as again, we've, you know, this match, it was almost too easy to guess that Roman was going to win. Um, but the, there was outside interference. Oh, yeah, that was the other problem for me. I think the big thing for me was Solo's involvement was the the straw that broke this match for me. I feel like I know they want to keep Solo strong. And I was just you, waiting when we saw Solo get into the act and everything. I was waiting for The Rock to come out and cost Reigns the title. Fan booking that would have happened. Uh, sure, The Rock was not showing up to, to St. Pete. Um, but I'll say this: I think. The match was fine, but it just, it never really, especially once, once Solo got involved. I, frankly, I think this match would have been better off if he hadn't gotten involved. If Roman just won the match clean, I still think that would have been, that to me is a better showing going forward. Because frankly, when's the last match that Roman won clean? I was just about to say, we've been saying the same thing for like a thousand days now. If only Roman could win clean. <laughs> this was a perfect opportunity too, because of it being a fatal four-way, you could have had Roman win this thing clean as a whistle. And there was no real problem with that. You, you, know, that, you know, most, 
they had that spot where there's like all three guys were stacked on top, and then uh, once once uh, like Reigns Reigns got on top to do that, the ref should have started panic or pan, uh, counting the moment that Randy had the person on top of him. But they didn't because that was a part of the ref bump. But then magically, when Roman was on top, the ref was awake again. This is ah, it was silly. Roman ends up getting the victory. A um, little under twenty minutes. Again, it was a fine match. I just don't. I. I don't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. Speaking of, we got to talk about the U.S. title match. Oh, 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 this one, this one burns you. I know it does. Logan, Kevin Owens, I have made no secret about the fact that Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler of all time. I have made no secret about that. Kevin Owens is the perfect WWE wrestler. He's got a great moveset. He's got a great look. He's in a fantastic talker. He can play face or heel very, really, really well. Like, he has all your bases completely covered. And his moveset is unbelievable. Um, This was probably the worst Kevin Owens match I've seen in a while. Ooh. I, this, and it wasn't a very good Logan Paul match either. This match kind of disappointed me. This match, I think... What what it devolved down to was the fact that Kevin Owens was going to brawl with this guy, and Logan's never been in a brawl. He's been in these no. fantastic showings of athletic ability that he can do. And like, Kevin Owens is perfectly capable of matching him in that. Right. Fact, as soon as he started attacking the hand, I had a worry that this match was going to go down the road that it went down, which was just limb targeting, which... You have Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, and you're doing a limb targeting match? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when Logan Paul doesn't know any, like, if you want a limb targeting match, like, Pete Dunn, I believe, would target limbs. But mm. Pete Dunn knows a half dozen arms um, holds that look like they hurt. Right. And, you know, breaking the fingers looks like it hurts. Logan Paul just doesn't have that technical acumen and you're putting him in a box that just doesn't make sense for him i thought the ending of the match was fine but i thought the you know all things considered the uh, the result i wasn't super happy about but i thought how they well given what they were going to do i thought how they ended it was fine but i think the match itself was just kind of there which was disappointing to see these two people put on that kind of match i I agree with you 100 i think the ending was creative in a sense that like you had to get around the fact that you know i don't think they're taking the belt off logan paul not to say that again kevin owens as u.s champion is great we've seen it four times prior like Mm -hmm. it's been great every time but they're obviously doing something with logan paul i agree with you that the match wasn't what it could have been um I, again, I think that they, they that Owens wanted to work a brawling match, and and honestly, what in a brawl between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, I don't think that Logan Paul wins that fight. No. Uh, but um, that being said, like obviously, there's more to this. There's probably going to be a rematch at some point, whether you do it at Mania or whether you do it at Chamber. I don't. I don't really think it matters. Um, it wouldn't be but, a bad direction for Sami Zayn. Yeah, I think Sammy and Drew have got that Mania match penciled in, but we'll talk about that later. I think uh, the best part the, the the best part I can say about this match is yeah, I had the screwy finish where Kevin got definitely got uh you know a little Eddie Guerrero, I guess, since he you know decided to use the cheat tool that uh, the old 
A, A Town Down and uh, Gr- uh, Gr- Older. Yeah, they ended up passing off the the Nucks there. And as now, was what's like, with the WWE Aussie Open helping out Logan Paul? I don't really understand this. You know what though? We were talking about that. That team makes sense though. They're and, all they're like they, they they just literally they're the the the, the jock bros, you know, like the douchebags. Like I think they all fit pretty well together. And, and Logan needs some muscle. Like he can't just yeah. rely on his homies to help him out because they're not wrestlers and. No. Uh, he needs somebody to stand behind him, and I think those two guys fit perfectly with a Logan. The only thing I didn't like about like the way that uh, obviously like, it was so, so so Logan Paul retained because uh, his boys gave him knucks, and at Owens dodged the punch, took the knucks off, and then he used them. But the ref saw him and he reversed the decision after Owens got the one two three, which led to a disqualification on Owens and Logan Paul still your U.S. champion. So. We thought, okay, okay, cool. You know, bring a little bit of people because Logan, what Logan does, he's he's still a very super athletic guy, and it, and it has shown that he belongs in the WWE ring. And they're trying to get a little more eyes with him as their you know, as their mid card champion. But I don't like the fact that the whole work up to that match was basically Logan Paul bullying Kevin Owens for being you know fat, lazy, no to shape, and then the bully wins. Like eh, that that's that's a little too old school WWE for me. I will we'll see. I do want to note too. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Kyle, but I do want to note too that Logan Paul just did an interview where he talked about how he's re-signed with WWE, and it looks like he may be going full time. Well, I mean, like honestly, it's probably the best thing he could be doing right now. Yeah, I like, don't know. I don't know his situation with his YouTube channel or whatever it is, but like this is. The WWE clearly has a good relationship with him. He clearly loves doing it. He's the easiest heel in the world. Like, despicable as I think Logan Paul is as a person, like he does a good job as being a heel wrestler. If if and if you know if you give him the right workup, I'm sure like he's he's got enough charisma. He actually could be a pretty good face too. It's just way too early to think. It would be really hard to convince people to cheer for Logan Paul. It depends on how popular he is, though, because like he even has WWE. Like, okay, no, so so we're we're not going to be obviously your average WWE watcher, right? We're not super fans, I don't think. Like, we're not to that level, but whereas like at least amongst us, we watch it more. We know a little bit more about the business than like your casual guy that's going to turn on the Rumble once a year to watch WWE for the first time, right? And I think that for us, we we're going to think it's a little weird, but you get all that stuff where like if Logan Paul is actually very popular and he's got the younger audience tuning in to watch him, they, he they, he really could if 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 booked properly, he could be a male Bailey. But the rest of like the adult people who keep watching, like who is a stupid kid from YouTube, it's not going to get over with them. I think it's you're gonna have a hard time finding a way to get the general audience to and I, I do think like wwe's audience does you know will skew a little bit older as well i know they're trying to get younger people into wrestling and logan paul's a good way in for that though i think bad bunny has done a better job in terms of being a way in for younger people but he's, he's a bigger star though too yes he is neither here nor there I was disappointed with this match. That's sort of where I was at with it. And we'll see what the direction is going to be. Obviously, Logan Paul is going to have a big, uh, you know, match at WrestleMania. If it's Kevin Owens, fine, but who knows? Men's Royal Rumble. I, this is an interesting one. We're going to get through it. We're going to go through it the same way that we did. We're going to go five at a time. 
talk about these entrances, talk about how things went. And yeah, I I have to work my feelings out for this one. Okay. okay. First five entrants, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso were one and two. Grayson Waller was three. Andrade returning, uh, number four. And Carmelo Hayes is number five. I think the Uso stuff was good to start. I think Grayson Waller having a mic come in was weird. Mm-hmm. And I thought Carmelo Hayes had a great showing. Yep. I didn't think Andrade had a very good showing. I didn't think they really gave him anything to do. Now that you say that, I I, I, I do definitely agree with you. Like, he didn't distinctly, like, have a direction he doesn't have a direction coming out of this where which is something that the rumble's famous for is creating different stories right however they did have a bit with him and santos escobar where i mean it kind of makes sense that he goes in that direction and kind of becomes the guy who is either the savior for the lwo or the the, the new leader of legato del fantasma in its new whatever um mm-hmm. This new direction. LWO Wolfpack. So that's the thing I'll say. God, you have work to do to get Andrade to be a face. Sure, but he was in this match. He 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 eliminated Santos and like he's gone. He didn't he didn't get any eliminations. Didn't he eliminate Santos? Santos was I thought it was the reverse. Uh, no, Andrade was eliminated by Bronson Reed. Who has kind of eliminated Santos? Uh, Carlito eliminated Santos. Oh, Great. okay. Yeah, all right. Yes, yes. Because he, he managed to kick in the spot. It looked like Andrade was going for the reversal or uh, was yeah. getting over the, the elimination, but then he reversed with the end Gary. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, this rumble. Um, yeah. I, again, yeah, we'll get to it. I'm sure. Um, who else? I, I, I agree with you about the Uso stuff. I think that's the Mania match, honestly. I think Uso versus mm. Uso, it's what they want. Mick said off air, like he's heard interviews where they, that's the match they want. That's and their dream match, just to work each other. Personally, here's what I think. I understand that Uso versus Uso is an easy match to sell. I think that I, I made no bones about this. I think Jey Uso should take well, uh, Gunther's Intercontinental title. And I think those two for the IC title. For me, I feel like there's more to, I think there's more likes to that, especially with Jey Uso being like they're trying to make him main event Jey Uso or whatever it is they're trying to, to push for him. I feel like he needs singles gold at some point. What about taking the title off Gunther at, at Chamber and then having Jimmy Uso versus him for the title? No, because like, because Jay, Jay and Jimmy should be the, the mania. That's what I'm no. saying at Mania for the title. Not every title has to change at Mania. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying you can have that's the, the other thing about it. Like, not every title has to change at Mania, it kind of does if you don't change any titles before Mania. I suppose that's yeah. ultimately the WWE's big problem is that they're not willing to change titles at, at an elimination chamber or at a back or backlash, I guess. Is it backlash that happens before WrestleMania for some reason? No, af- after, after it's the WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. Well, what's what's uh, the oh yeah? I guess the, it used to be fast lane, and I don't think they do fast lane anymore. What's, no, the, that, what's the French show this year? It's it, that's backlash. That's after that's after me. Okay, so it's going to okay. be chamber, and then it's going to be mania. Oh, actually, cool. no, they're also doing a Saudi show next month too. Oh, are they? Yes, oh, they announced much. that they're doing a Saudi show. Nothing that uh, that's going to be a completely pointless show. Yes, nothing's going to happen. 
Now, granted, they might they might do a little more uh, character stuff for the stuff that it's going to be at Mania that's not going to be for the belt. Or they're going to sit there and they're going to really push the fact that Rollins might not make it to Mania. So they might do that too. Because honestly, I think after what we saw tonight, I don't think those main events that we were originally looking at is going to change much. No, so, I, I, yeah, I, I, would ex- I would expect that we're going to get a mid-March pay-per-view and the, the Saudi show does make a lot of sense. There, uh, there is someone I think that's uh, going to be another really good uh, potential person to take the Intercontinental Championship off of Gunther, but he uh, he came in the Royal Rumble a little later. So. Yeah, I, I and I think me and him have the same feeling on that. Mm-hmm. We'll move to the next uh, five. Shinsuke Nakamura was six. Santos Escobar seven. Karrion Cross eight. Dominic Mysterio nine. Carlito ten. This is around the point where I looked at the Rumble and went, uh oh. They didn't really have any big, uh, big like star power returns this year, or or there was, uh, real teases. There was a whole. This part of the rumble started a stretch where there was a whole lot of nothing, and we we kind of covered it in our first thing because we started talking about Santos and all that because that was really the only time that Andrade got any spotlight. Yeah, um, and then honestly, there wasn't much to say about the rumble until the next set of dudes. Really, Lashley eleven. Ludwig Kaiser, 12, Austin Theory, 13, Finn Balor, 14, Cody Rhodes, 15. Cody will save for a little bit later, but until he really got involved, this was a crowded entry way for the Rumble. That Lashley went out really quickly. And that was a problem because, again, the big thing about Rumbles is you need to have people coming in interspersed who clear out the field and Lashley coming in felt like he was going to go in to clear out the field. And then he goes out really quickly and you know, they have their little scrap on the outside, which I guess is building to something, but like, and then Ludwig had to like basically dance his way past everyone. He was mm-hmm. talking, just looking like he had something stuck up his nose all the way to the ring, which was great. Um, also Finn Balor. Man. That was a terrible rumble performance by Finn Balor. Yeah, that's like, not on him either. He's he no. in and he's out. But to think Andrade and Finn Balor were in this rumble and neither of them really got anything going, let alone Shinsuke Nakamura didn't mm-hmm. really get that much going either. And they've been heating him up too, so that makes mm-hmm. those... Yeah. No, that was so surprising to me. Is that Finn is supposed to be a bigger deal than this? They gave Damian Priest a little bit of shine later on in the rumble. I feel okay. like... I think they think Damian Priest is the guy coming out of that. I mean, he's got Which the money in the so bank. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And what, what was weird? You know, I'm going to cut you off. What the hell was he wearing? His his shirt. I literally looked like he took it out of Rhea's bag because he had a boot window. <laughs> like, what was so, going on? So the thing I'll, I'll say about if they want to say like you know. Damian Priest is the up and comer where Finn Balor's been around before. They're a year apart. Uh huh. Yeah. Finn Balor's 42. Damian Priest is 41. Yeah. I'm not saying these guys are old. Like, Lord knows. We'll talk about, like, there's a guy in his 50s who was doing spots in this Rumble. And Bobby Lashley, you know, is 47 and yes. is like, is in the shape that he's in at 47. I, I had you a friend of mine guess 37 yesterday. 36. 36. Yeah. So we, yeah, we have, again, you can get um, good showings. You can continue to be successful uh, older now in wrestling. You know, Kofi Kingston's 42 as well. You can have success wow. as an older person in wrestling as well. Um, 
lo- you know, longer than, than you could in, in times past. Comma, however, there was like the idea that Damien Priest is, you know, his shelf life is as, as limited as Finn Balor's. And the fact that Finn Balor is such a, you know, finished package as a wrestler, and you know, he's an excellent talker. You know that you know he could deliver in huge money matches. Like, yeah, it didn't it, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. We uh, we completely missed one of my favorite spots in uh, the first Royal Rumble because when we talk about people coming out, we forgot to mention that at twenty four, we had our truth enter the women's Royal Rumble. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, our truth. It was why he was standing across the ring from I think it was Nia Jax. Yes. You're so confused. And then, you know, we find out later, he was indeed 24 and the males were Yes. <laughs> Adam Pierce came out and had to explain it to him after Nia Jax tossed him out of the Royal Rumble. Um, but he did He did come back in. And honestly, didn't have a terrible showing in the Men's Rumble, which is oh. going to show the work that R-Truth is doing right now in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, Oh, yeah, 2024. Happy birthday to our truth on January 19th, turning 52. Insane. insane. Absolutely insane. He, he he looks better than I have my entire life. And I'm, he clearly I'll, still loves it, too. I'll be, I'll be 36 this year, and he's got me beat 100%. <laughs> like, and he clearly still loves it, too. Truth does. <laughs> um, we'll carry on. Next group, because uh, we're going to talk about Cody Reid later. Next group, Bronson Reed, 16, Kofi, 17, Gunther, 18, Ivar, 19, Braun Breaker, 20. Um, Gunther obviously had was, a... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Gunther obviously had a good showing. Bronson Reed and Ivar both had, like, solid showings. Braun Breaker looked excellent in his stint in, oh my in this God. match as well, which was great to see. And even Kofi looked like even Kofi didn't look, you know, like the jobber they keep uh, putting him out to do. I was disappointed that he didn't get a hero spot. He didn't get any spot, man. He was unceremoniously tossed the shit out of that ring and nothing. It was like, oh, okay. He did get an elimination, but he he got Kaiser out. But like, then he was just unceremoniously tossed out. Uh, But I mean, ultimately, some people with some good showings, I think Braun Breaker... He's clearly your the guy that you think is the direction for the IC. Okay, I'll put it this way: like I understand your point that Jay Uso probably should have some singles gold, and I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not unhappy with either direction, but Braun Breaker came out had this star-making performance in the Royal Rumble, and even went toe to toe with Gunther in this in this Rumble, and looked great. I think it would be some. It's a young up-and-coming talent that. I don't think, like I said, I don't think either guy having the IC title hurts that title because I think that they're ultimately taking it more seriously now with Gunther's long reign and whoever the guy who's going to beat him is going to get the same sort of deal that the, yeah. that that, get, that that the guy gets who beats Roman. It, 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 you're gonna, it's going to be an important moment, and hopefully the booking continues where the title stays strong. I And I think Breaker is, like I said, they, they did a head-to-head spot with that, and he did not look out of place one bit. He had he threw some absolutely me-looking spears, and for such a big guy, he is scary fast. 
Like he clears that ring oh, yeah. so quick. There was a spot where Ivar jumped off. I, I can't remember where he was jumping from, but he did he did a flying nothing into a spear. And I'm like, oh, Ivar is gonna feel that like next week. <laughs> like, Ivar, I want to say too, another showing that, like you said, solid, but like he looked great. I thought, and they've been pushing him on Raw in singles matches. Um, Bron- uh, Bronson Reed, like, while I feel like he deserves a little bit more because I'm such a big fan of that guy, I'm not I'm not unhappy with the fact that, again, he's being featured heavily on TV. He's getting spots. He's cutting promos backstage. You know, I, like... I just realized Elf Academy had zero show in this other than Maxine Dupree was in the females. Yeah. But none of the, the, the other guys didn't make it into the men's. They didn't, no. That's too bad. So here's a fun here's a fun uh, question for you. We've gone through twenty wrestlers so far, and you you generally know the list. I think how many guys in that twenty? Re- actually, you know, I'll go the step further. How many guys in the men's Royal Rumble are younger than Andrade? Oh, I'd say half of them. Yeah, I I, I think I'd agree. Yeah, half. Oh no. He's on and- Andrade's like late thirties, is he not? He is, Andrade's thirty four. Holy shit, he's younger so than I. And- Andrade is younger than people realize. Um, people younger than thirty four in this on this roster: Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, is Ludwig Kaiser, Ludwig Kaiser, uh, Braun Breaker, the Omos, McDonough. That's about half. I think that's it. That's, that's crazy. I, I didn't realize he was only 34. I thought he was like 38. But, you know, the, 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 my point always being, I've, I've been, I've made this part point a couple of times, but like the up and comers that they have in this roster, Karrion Cross is 38. Santos Escobar is 39. Really? Usos, yes. Well, I would have never guessed that about Santos Escobar. The Usos are 38. Again, I am not saying that they're there at the end of their careers, but it is one of those situations that if you go 10 years from today, how much of this roster is going to be left? You know, and, but that can be said a lot of times because in the past, they've always been relying on legends, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're still showing at least they're, they're people who are currently working week to week these days. I did like that about this Rumble, at least. And I'm we'll, so fucking glad that Hulk Hogan wasn't wrestling. Because <laughs> we'll that spot was coming up, and I was dreading that. I was like, fuck, it's either going to be The Rock or it's going to be Hulk Hogan. We'll go through the next uh, 10. We'll do, we'll do the next five here. Uh, the Omos, 21. Pat McAfee, 22. J.D. McDonough, 23. R-Truth, 24. The Miz, 25. I'll say this. Um, the almost again, not a particularly good showing for a guy for a rumble performer who should be, you know, the rumble performer. Yeah. And I'll also say like our truth, I think was, was fun in this show across the board. He's, he's been doing some, some fairly good work. He treated it as a tag match. That was great. Oh my God. That spot was fantastic. Yes. That I looked at the crowd totally bit on it. That was oh. great. And like when, you know, when Dom got into trouble and he actually went for the tag, everyone, everyone fired up. It was great. Uh, one thing I will say though, Pat McAfee, um, Drew Carey did the spot better. And if Drew Carey did the spot better, I, yeah, Here's, I would have liked to see that. that that's wrestled thing. before. 
Yeah, that's just it. He's a good worker. So why did we need this useless spot? Like, is he so worried that the almost was going to eat him? Like, I it, it, I understand that they, they like you didn't want to go in there and like have the almost crush him, but at the same time, like he could have worked with somebody else. There were still yeah. other guys in the rumble to work with, and again. He's doing it. He's done it before, and he's done it well. Or it could have been used for a younger guy to get in and show uh, have a spotlight. Like, yeah, Car- Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes was uh, one of those like su- surprise NXT pops, and yep. he had an amazing showing. Yeah, he had a really great show. Like that, Brian Brooker had a great showing too. Yeah, um, uh, you know who wasn't in the Rumble, guys? Either of DIY. Yeah, lots of people. They, they mentioned them. They're having a tag match on Monday, apparently. Yeah, yeah, and Kofi's against Gunther. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Um, uh, <laughs> I, that guy, he took that chop from Gunther in in the in the Rumble, and I was like, oh, that poor guy. He's already got a pretty you know messed up chest there. Like he, you're gonna cave in this poor guy's chest. Final five: Damian Priest twenty six, CM Punk twenty seven, Ricochet twenty eight, Drew McIntyre twenty nine, Sami Zayn thirty. Um, I thought Damian Priest's showing was okay. But, you know, they didn't give him a ton either. I was super disappointed that they gave Ricochet 28 only to, like, have him do a couple moves and then get tossed out. Yeah. Like, the chopper they treat him as. And, yeah, the rest, you know, it's hard. there's not much to say because we're going to get closer to the end with this, with the rest of that group. Yeah. Sami Zayn went right after McIntyre, and it was amazing because ever there was another two spots. There was two other guys that tried that were actually Punk was one of them. They're big names trying to get Sammy's attention off of McIntyre, and Sammy turned around, punched him in the face, and then went right back to Drew. That was pretty cool. Like, unfortunately, I thought I, I feel as if the crowd was expecting something else for number thirty, so mm-hmm. Sammy didn't get a huge. He didn't get much of a reaction. But like he just went in there and was the scrapper the whole time. So I mean, and this is why I thought that this rumble should have gone first because mm-hmm. I think Sammy gets a bigger reaction if it goes first. Because nobody's thinking if this rumble goes first that they're getting the Rock or they're getting you know whomever right, at right. thirty spot. Yeah, uh, and then this rumble has more of an opportunity to breathe. As it stood, um. We did get a bit of a final, I guess, six. Yeah. With uh, Priest and Zane getting the eliminations before we got to a final four, which was a proper final four. Final four, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, CM Punk, and Cody Rhodes. Almost had this one. Almost had this one in my pool. So, I'll, I'll say this. I thought that Drew had a good showing at the end of the Rumble, at the very least. I thought he looked like a complete and total wrecker, which is what they kind of want him to look like. I thought Gunther was great throughout it, but, you know, Gunther is Gunther. He is the best part of basically every match he's ever been a part of. I'll, hmm. Okay, I'm going to say it. That final match was bad. Between CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, it was not a good match. Hard, was, hard disagree. I disagree. It was glacially paced. We were it watching was, a super match, my friend. <laughs> no, it was a glacially paced mess. I I was watching this with uh with my brother Christian, and I turned to him while both men were down for I think the second time where they had another minute-long, you know, waiting spot of them trying to both get up. And I said, clearly they're gonna do something else because this can't just be it. But then it was just it. 
I understand that people are going to have the rose-colored glasses because CM Punk is great and we love him, and Cody Rhodes is great and we love him. This pairing was so boring, and I was disappointed that this is the way that they were going to end the match. Didn't have a problem necessarily with the ending, which we'll get to, but this mini-match was bad. And, 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 and this is, you know why? Okay, so the only reason why I'm saying you're wrong, Kyle, is because you did not see... You did not see the promo that those two had. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about, like, but I they then proceeded it, it to have a match where they so hit five moves in 10 minutes. Yeah. No, I, I, the pacing was horrible. Well, uh, we can, we can agree. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even agree with that. I thought this was good. I, 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 I'm a, I think so. So this is the thing with this Rumble, and, and it's, it, it's uh, in big contrast to last year. We had, the pretty much the knowledge that Cody was, or we did have the knowledge that Cody was returning in the Rumble. He returned at number 30. He won the Rumble. Kyle, last year you said that it was safe, right? Yes, this it year, was incredibly safe. Right. This year, I've been watching Raw and SmackDown and whatever going into the Rumble, and I will say... The safe bet would have been Pac. Sure. Yeah. But, but not, not only that... Um, you had Drew, who's been on a tear lately with this new character that he's had. You have you've been making guys like um, Damian Priest has had high profile matches. Um, while, while Sami Zayn, like you guys, we we talked about how he kind of had a, a ho hum reaction. Uh, I think that him and Drew at WrestleMania is a great match, and that's a great story you got coming out of this. He's the guy who. Drew, sorry, Drew's the guy who put Sammy out. Sammy's coming for revenge. And, I mean, who's going to complain about that match at WrestleMania? I think that's great for both guys. Um, I I like the fact that there were multiple people. And Gunther, Gunther is has been having great matches. So you had a lot of guys who potentially you could believe they would go with. Sure, you have the CM Punks and the Cody Rhodes as your front runners. But I, I think that they did this rumble, at least the last bit of it, good enough where, honestly, like, I wouldn't have been unhappy with anybody. And I still didn't know who was going to win right up until they did. I said, personally, I was rooting for Punk because Punk's never won a rumble. And for me, I guess, I mean, we might as well talk about it. Obviously, the, the Cody Rhodes wins. Right? Yeah. So they, they, they have their little mini match that we have disagreements on how good it was. But at the end of the so day... Boring. <laughs> Cody, Cody wins, and then we're all sitting there. It's like, all right, well, yeah, we're happy for him, but they're sitting there. My only, my only objection to Cody winning tw- twice in a year, and then he's going back. He's already he literally right after he won, he was pointing at Roman Reigns. So it was like, well, this, obviously, that's what he's going for. It's going to close that chapter, and that's his mm-hmm. his opportunity is to close it. But that makes the, the entirety of 2023 completely filler for the world title picture. What and one hundred percent, and this is the the thing about this. Them going back to this match again is this is uh the exact opposite situation of Roxena two. A hundred percent. The fact that the first match is made irrelevant by the second match happening. Yep, and not only, but that's what I said. It's like okay, well, so the, that's what, the, the last year. During the presser, Triple H is like, "We're not done telling this story. Like, you guys have to believe Christ." Christ. It's and, like, uh, yeah, no, but now it's gonna be the exact same thing. So if if his sister, so what the fuck happens if Cody loses again? Fucking <laughs> like, oh, for Christ's sakes, they're doing another year of reigns. Like, <laughs> Triple H cannot let a story go. 
this is this has been my biggest criticism of Triple H as a booker this entire time is I understand you want stories to la- to go on for a while, but you have to keep them interesting for a while. The Cody Rhodes story, you can't just I it's not a story. That, like okay, so Kyle, I know you don't watch week to week WWE television, okay? I think that all three matches with he who should, shall not be named at the beginning of, <laughs> uh, of the of the wrestling year last year were good. I thought that the Judgment Day stuff definitely did overstay its welcome, but it ended with war games, so it was fine for me. He who shall not be named. Well, like we're not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck that guy. Um, but and 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 honestly, and then what we were we're at the Rumble. So he did a little bit of a TV program with Nakamura, which led to a good match on Raw. So I would not say that the work that he's done this year has been for nothing. I 100% agree he should have won last year. I'm not I'm not in the, the camp sitting here going like, the story needed another year. I, I'm not. But I'm also not unhappy with the Rumble winner. I'm not unhappy with the fact that we... we the guy he threw out while he's one of my favorites, we know he's destined for at least one of the nights of uh, yeah. main eventing. Yeah. Um, so, like, honestly, like, I don't think this Rumble, like, the men's Rumble, absolutely weaker than the women's Rumble. The women's Rumble, uh, like, unquestionably, like, absolutely. And, and for me, I, like I said, the women's Rumble for me was the best women's Rumble we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I look at this show like, it's a positive step in the right direction for a lot of stories. And I think that we, sorry, I, I think that we um, got a really decent show out of this, like four matches. And I was entertained the entire time. I just, I just think that punk needed the rumble more than Cody does. Cause Cody could have still sat there and pushed his way through or won the chamber or something to get through. Yeah, I still punk, punk. True, but again, I think it would have meant more to Punk winning the Rumble than it does Cody, who's already done it. Sure, I, I don't disagree with you on that. And, and, and we were talking about that, so I've got like a fan, uh, like a fan booking that I think would have been stellar to see. Obviously, they're not doing it because they just decided just to basically they forgot how the Rumble is going to end, so they just rewrote last year's Rumble to win this year. But <laughs> what I think would have been cool to see is that all right, Punk wins the Rumble, uh, but at that Fatal Four Way, Rock interrupts that for- Fatal Four Way. Randy Orton would have gotten the win. And then that sets up the Rock versus Reigns, which obviously they've wanted to do for years. They set it for the tribal chief, you know, the 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 head of the table rather than the the title. And then Randy sits there and then Cody basically says, Yeah, okay, hey, I didn't get to finish my story, but Reigns isn't the end of the story. The title is. And then they put a program against Reigns and and or uh Orton and uh and Cody. And I think it would have been fantastic. So the thing I will say about this is I do think the Cody winning, I feel like telegraphs the fact that we're not seeing the rock wrestle at their stadium. Very true. I think that makes that sort of alluded to that when he was talking on the news this week, like he wants to build it, but I'm like, okay, well now is the rumble. So if you're going to build it, build it now. But it's going to be another year, but I suppose so maybe SummerSlam. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but like I think it almost has to be mania though. You know, the, the, the problem the problem being though, the only thing is is like okay, it doesn't need the title, but a year is a long time. I mean, Cody could be a transitional champion, he could get it, and then they could whatever pull some shenanigans next year and still have Rock and, and Reigns. Just hopefully not for the title. 
So I'm going to, I'll say this, and I know that I'm probably going to be in the minority when it comes to these things. The women's rumble was excellent, and I will put it up against, you know, any of the rumbles that I have I've seen before. I think sure. it ho- it's going to hold up into that, you know, upper echelon of really, really great rumbles. I thought the comedy in it was great. I thought the the showings, it made a bunch of people look really strong. It made the division as a whole look really strong. You had a great few final stretches, and you had a fantastic victory for a person who fully deserved it through storytelling and through, you know, wrestling in the ring. It was a very entertaining uh, rumble in the ring, bell to bell as well. I thought the men's rumble was a bit of a mess. And even that final segment aside, there were spates of this where I just wasn't really, I don't, yeah, I just wasn't really that entertained. There didn't feel like there were that many people who actually meant something until we got to the end. And even some of the people who should have meant more, um, you know, your Finn Balors of the world, your, your Nakamura's of the world, Jay Uso, who lasted a long time but only managed to get one elimination. Didn't do shit the entire match, and he was the Iron Man by far. And, but that's my point, is it It yep. really didn't feel like... even like, say, Dominic Mysterio was in there for th- over 30 minutes. Do you think that that match elevated Dominic Mysterio in any way? No. 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 And I felt that way about pretty much everyone who was involved... With the exception of Braun McIntyre, who didn't need to be elevated. Well, Braun Breaker, I think, had a great showing. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre, who I don't think needed to be elevated. Carmelo Hayes had a good showing, but like, you know, I feel like Carmelo Hayes is going to have a good showing in any match that he's involved in. Yeah. Um, it was a great showing for Gunther, but like, do we need Gunther to have like a breakout showing in in a, in a rumble? He was in there for an hour last year. Yeah. <laughs> this just it felt like I I get that it had some directions for things, but it really felt like it felt very paint by numbers and it felt like it missed some of the fun of what the rumble is really about. And coming down to the final four of McIntyre, who had won the, the rumble before, and uh, Gunther, who was the IC champion, was the runner-up for the rumble before, uh, the guy who won it last year in CM Punk, and you're going to tell me that I'm, you know, I'm wild for saying that these, you know, things feel like kind of paint by like or like safe. Look at that final four and tell me that that wasn't the safest four that you could have put in there. Again, I agree with you in in a sense, but like I also think that like sometimes the safest choice is the choice. I was, and sometimes some, it isn't. And the rule I will hold by the fact that the Royal Rumble is the time that so if you go back to Royal Rumbles, the especially the really great Royal Rumbles in history, the Royal Rumble has become a bit of a show where we've taken the magic away by the Royal Rumble. By continuing giving, continuing to give the victories of the Royal Rumble to the most the people who like the Cody Rhodes again, as you said, Cody Rhodes didn't need a Royal Rumble to win to book his Mania match. Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Edge won the Royal Rumble. 
McIntyre, I think, was great, but that's again, that was at least a story or some uh, some sort of direction they went in. Um, Nakamura, fantastic victory for him. Uh, but him aside, them aside, it's been pretty. The the people that have been around the main event scene are going to get a Royal Rumble victory, and yeah. If the Royal Rumble can't be used to build up somebody exciting and tell an exciting story and really elevate people, which I think the Women's Rumble, I can't say that it didn't do all of those things. That's true. And even if Bailey was the predictable choice and, you know, was our, in our pool, far and away the most predictable choice, it didn't feel like a bad result. No. In the same way that, but in the same token, did Cody feel like a good person to win the Rumble? Yes, but only in so far as like you didn't really have any other options. Yeah. So here's, here's here's my here's my spin about this year's rumble. It definitely was not uh, like I said the, the women's rumble best one they've had I think. Mm-hmm. But and, and arguably so the men's Royal Rumble it was by it was not the greatest Royal Rumble you know Saudi Arabia Rumble aside. Um, it wasn't like the best of all time Rumble. It wasn't even like one of the I, I wouldn't even say it's in my top five or ten. But we in the last four years we've had worse rumbles than this year. I agree. Right. Well, so, I fully agree. But yeah. the, the my point is like if 2022 is gonna be used as a measuring stick for rumbles, we have a problem. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. that's that's a good point. And I think for me, and again, I you know, I might wax poetic about this or, or whatever it happens to be, but I think part of the magic of the Royal Rumble is believing that people who are more up and coming can win the thing. Was Brock Lesnar a predictable Royal Rumble champion in 2003? Absolutely. Was it still a bold choice to give it to, you know, somebody who was that fresh in the business? Yes, it was. Um, You know, Austin's first win, was that predictable? Yeah, kind of. He was the biggest during the company, but he was still like a new and exciting prospect. There was something like a story that was building from that. But uh, Batista's first um, Rumble win, comparing that to his second Rumble win, yeah, even, going from you know, even when Rock won in two thousand, he wasn't necessarily the the top pick for it. You yeah. know, like now, granted, yeah. Channing is a big show aside, but <laughs> that that, that year was kind of an overbooked mess. Or compare. 2002 Triple H to 2016 Triple H. Yeah. But you could have seen both coming. Did did one make you feel better than the other? Absolutely. That's the big thing. I don't need the Rumble to throw me a complete and total curveball. It doesn't need to be a, a, you know, Otis money in the bank situation. Right. But I do think the Rumble, the part of the excitement of the Rumble, at very least, is believing that, you know, there's a selection of people that could win for the women's Royal Rumble. Like, was Bailey the most obvious choice? Yes. But when you got down to the last five or six, I, you know, you could have legitimately made the case that any of them could have won it. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair were eliminated fairly, like, you know, uh, a bit earlier in this match. And the, you could have made the case that they could have won it, even despite the fact that they won it before. And I think that's the difference between like the men's final six or whatever the hell it ended up being, and then the women's final three. The difference being, as I said, obviously you knew it was going to be either Punk or Cody, 
yeah. which is what we got for the last two, but it was very predictable with that. And it was see me, whereas you knew it was either going to be one of those two guys. You knew for a fact that it wasn't going to be any of the guys that were still kicking around the ring, mostly. However, yeah. final three women, you're like, shit. I mean, Bailey's probably going to win, but it literally would not matter if either of the other two girls. Yeah, I mean, been, yeah, I, I agree. But again, like, you I, yeah, you could have put a direction together for Jake Cargill. Like, you know, as much as you want to say Jake Cargill is green, I absolutely agree that. Don't tell me you wouldn't be excited for for Cargill versus um um, Lord now uh, a Rhea Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or Eos guy. They, they uh, and and Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley have a great story building from you know last year's or you know from Rumbles in the past. Like they did a great tease, by the way. Uh, Bianca face to face against Jade Cargill. Yes, I want, I want to see that match. That's 100%. amazing. Match right now here's here's a yeah. question now. So Jade Cargill did it's a, this is technically her in ring WWE debut was the Raw yes. Rumble. Yes. Where does she go now? Is is she an NXT? NXT is, is she an NXT girl, or do you think she's going right to the roster, main roster? Um, if it, so, ultimately the thing with Jane Cargill is, if you if it's work, if they want to give her uh, work and she need, they feel like she needs to build, then you do that work in NXT. Sure. If you think that she's ready in the ring, don't wait. You right. don't need to wait with her. Like she has all the pieces together. The only question mark was in ring. Like, I don't think that Jake Cargill is a bad in-ring wrestler. I just think there's, you know, there are spots, like, she's not going to be the person. It's, I put her in the same camp as, uh, it's harder to do that now, as early Ronda Rousey. Like, early Ronda Rousey could absolutely hold her own if she was in there with somebody who was more experienced and, like, a proper, you know, ring veteran with her could absolutely hold up her end of the cards. Cargill is in the same boat. She can hold up her end of the, of the deal. If she's put in there, like you're telling me that Jade Cargill versus, you know, like Bianca Belair, who's a fantastic worker, especially in big money matches. You're telling me that that wouldn't, that that would turn out to be a messy match. Absolutely not. Well, see, and that was, that was another thing that we were saying because we're saying, well, you know, what is it? Cause it kind of looked like they were pushing uh, her against kind of Naya. And I remember Ryan at one point, he's like, Oh, that'd be a good match. And I was like, no, it wouldn't. Cause Naya doesn't have the experience to lead them through that match. 100%. I think either of them, either or of them would be good against each other. Once they both had a little more, Put like put them into like a triple threat or something with a senior sure. person. That's or, really or have them in uh, if you wanted to do them in in uh, as te- as part of teams and tag teams. For sure, match. yeah, and exactly. Do something. You like- could have them have a moment in that match where you know you could have that be a moment of them standing opposite each other in the crowd, sort of getting excited about that. But them wrestling each other for an entire match, no, that would be that. Would but be you get you get someone like like a Becky in there though. And Becky would be a good one too, especially because she just lost Naya, but she actually put, she actually gave Naya a decent match the other week. Mm -hmm. Like it it was not a bad wrestling match. You put Becky up against Jade, I bet you that is a stellar match. And I bet you Becky looked like a million bucks. So that is the Royal Rumble show. Um, We're going to do the, we're going to get to the pool in just a moment. But before we get to that, what do you want to give this as a grade? as a show this is probably going to be the hardest show i have to grade for quite some time but i'm curious what you guys think is a grade for this show overall uh i i would give it a solid 3.5 out of five 
Yeah. Or, or is that what we're doing? Or yeah, we, out of five. Yeah. Out of five. Out of five. Yeah. 3.5. Like the men's rumble wasn't as good as the women's rumble. The Kevin Owens and uh, Logan Paul match disappointed in certain aspects. But I thought that the, the fatal four way got really great at the end. And the ending sequence was awesome. I love the women's rumble. Like I said, and I didn't hate the men's rumble as much as you did, Kyle. So like, I, I thought this was a solid showing for the WWE and uh, certainly I'm looking forward to the next few months just to see where we're, I mean, we, we know pr- pretty much the directions of a lot of yeah. stories going into WrestleMania, but um, I mean, if Rollins is healthy enough, I'm looking forward to Punk and Rollins at Mania. Yeah. And I, you know, I enjoyed Cody and Roman last year, knowing pretty much, God willing, that Cody Rhodes wins this I year. I swear to God, if he loses again, <laughs> I would laugh so hard. I would, I would laugh truly so hard. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, mean, I, I fantasy booked this. I did fantasy book this. Um, that Punk win beats Rollins and then gets cashed in on, and then he costs Cody the the match, uh, the main event. That's right, I forgot. That I want to speak. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it as long as we get these fucking titles off of Reigns, man, because it's so stale. Yeah. Um. No one needs a thousand day plus reign this day and age. What this, do you? This is a two point five show for me. Um, I really did love the women's rumble, and I don't want the rest of this the rest of my feelings about the match and honestly if you had put the women's rumble last and the men's rumble first it would have elevated the show this might have been a 3.5 show like i think the women's rumble was that good but the fact that i then had to go through i think a fatal four-way that was as you know as much a roman reigns match as we've seen for the last little while that Kevin Owens, you know, couldn't get a good match out of Logan Paul, which is baffling because, you know, Logan Paul has had good matches with other people who are not as, you know, qualified as Kevin Owens. And the men's rumble was, you know, insert rumble here. <laughs> Still better than any of that. The, the, I mean, it wasn't, what do we think is like the best one of this decade? So we're talking like 2020 plus. 2018. Nakamura winning the rumble. No, no, tw- well, I, I agree with you. I was saying 2020 plus. So the last four years. Oh, 2020 plus. Um, was McIntyre in that list? Yeah, that's 2020. It would have been 2020. 2020, then 2020 uh, men's. And, no, 20, no, no, actually. What did Edge win? 21? 21 women's. 21 women's. Uh, that final sequence with uh, Bel Air and Ripley was fantastic. It was really yeah, good. That, really, that, that was a really good was. one. Yeah. So I said, I'm, and the I'm rest gonna, of the matches be a two. I'm, I'm gonna go off as I So you guys are like one out of five. I'm gonna be the the, the crazy bastard. I'm gonna give it a B plus. I'm, I'm gonna say like the, the women's rumble, 100 A plus. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I don't think was a bad show. I actually really appreciated that it was only in, it was only in four matches, and they they took the time to fill it really well. I uh, I just thought it was it was it's especially during the men's rumble it was missing something I don't know what that something was but it just seemed to be missing something but it was not a bad show which is why I just said it was B plus to me um yeah, yeah. Tw- uh, twenty one rumble by the way and yeah that's the the one I would go back to is twenty one women's I don't have the same passionate feelings as I do about the twenty one men's with Edge winning that rumble but not fan or there I. I thought again, this women's rumble was fantastic. The men's one, I just I need something more. And I will challenge the WWE over the course of the next 12 months to at least make me believe that there are three dudes who could win this the, the Royal Rumble next year. 
They don't give a shit. They just got signed by Netflix. <laughs> I yes. Yeah, I'm that's the thing. I'm not asking for much. Three, maybe four people who can win the rumble. Who you could convince who you you'd be convinced would win the win the rumble. I think they, they, had, they had two this year. I I, I they, think they had Punk and Rhodes. And I think that Gunther and, and Drew were also candidates for that. I, I I simply don't for the reasons that I, I talked about. Well that's okay. Well, that's fair. Well we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But it's that time of year. Uh Royal Rumble pool was super close. Oh, we'll start with this. Um, I ended up with 37 points this year. Um Got the women's rumble right. Got a bunch of uh, some of the peripherals, but I, I just completely blanked on that. Those middle things, predicting the first entrant, thirty, all of those different things. Iron Man, Iron Woman, nowhere close. Rylan, you ended up finishing with forty-seven. Damn, uh, which puts you in third place. So when we do our WrestleMania Rewind, we are going to be watching the WrestleMania of your choice, which was X7, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, sir. Limp Biscuit WrestleMania. Jesus. So uh, WrestleMania X7, we will be watching for that. So look forward to that. And now we get to the very interesting thing. There are a lot of people I want to shout out for going over 40. Um the there we had a number of, of participants who who got uh 40 plus um marissa got 40 plus um vince got 40 plus katie got 40 plus like allison really cool to see everybody do do as well as they did um on this rumble poll however at 49 points our co-winners for this Royal Rumble pool are Will Gray and Fire Frank Sulo. No oh, shit. Oh, no. Both the boys that were actually in attendance. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, that's awesome. So what we're basically saying is that they're John Cena and Batista. They're, they're um, and Lex Luger. <laughs> exactly. So the not a single show. person. Yeah. Not a single person. Picked both winners in this rumble. We had the majority of people picked Bailey to win the women's rumble, and there were a number of people who picked Cody Rhodes to win the men's rumble. Nobody picked both of them. I almost did too, but I'm yeah. like, ah, fuck it, I want Punk to win. Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Frank got both of the the Iron Man, Iron Woman. So did so did Will. Um, Will went perfect for uh, the final four. Got all four of them, nailed it. This uh, hat tip of both of you for getting all those points, which means we find ourselves in a bit of a predicament. Do we have to watch two shows for February? <laughs> I don't know that we have to watch two shows. I think that what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to have one of them. Uh, we'll have to, we'll figure out, we'll flip a coin. One of them is going to be giving us our show for the. Uh, for the February review or for the March review. Sorry. We're doing a February review already. And one of us, one of them is going to be giving the show for the May. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. So, well, Frank, we will be reaching out to you soon. Frank's going to pick something super obscure. <laughs> we'll be reaching out to you soon. We have to be able to legally acquire it. Yes. Yes. So network or YouTube, please. But, 
Um, yeah, that will be what we're going to be doing. And so for everybody who stuck around to the end of this, thank you very much for listening all the way in. We appreciate each and every one of you and you have been walloped. Bye. Happy rumble season folks. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to a wallop media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at wallop media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.